You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. This morning's scripture lesson is the story of Elijah, and it can be found in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there. For I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked a handful of meal and a jar and a little oil and a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied Neither, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today around the campfire, we have the story of Elijah. Elijah is probably the most well-known prophet of the Old Testament. He was an interesting guy. Now, something you need to remember is that we've talked about all the judges, and after the last judge came the kings. King Saul, King David, King Solomon, and each of them always had a prophet who would share the word of God with them, and and guide them. Well, there were more kings, and um, the further they got away from the beginning of the kings, the kind of worse they got. They didn't always do what God wanted. In fact, sometimes they did what was evil in God's sight. And um, they came to King Ahab, and King Ahab was the worst of all of the prophets. He was married to a woman named Jezebel, and Jezebel worshipped not God, but Baal. Baal was um, a 
just kind of a pagan god. And so uh, because he loved his wife, right, Ahab is now worshiping Baal. And so he sets up an altar in the middle of town to Baal. In fact, he tears down the one, uh, the Israelite off uh, altar. And then he also sets up an Asherah pole, which was a pole in honor of the goddess Asherah, who was considered to be Baal's wife. Well, God is angry about this and sends Elijah to go and see Ahab and tell him that a drought is coming and that this will last for years and that God will not allow any water or rain or dew or anything to the earth until God commands it to be so. And so Elijah went and he told Ahab and he said, this is why, and then he left. And God sent him then to um, an area where there was a ravine, and God said, now go there and stay there, and drink from the brook, and the ravens will provide you food. So basically, he's kind of hang, uh, hiding out in this area that God sent him to, and he's drinking from the brook, and ravens come in the morning, and they come at night, and they provide him with food. Well, eventually the brook dries up because there is a drought and God then sends him to the region of Sidon where he says, just like Luke shared with us, that there is a widow there and he should go and find this widow and she will take care of him. So he goes to the town and he sees the widow. She's picking up sticks and he asks her to bring him some food and she, you can only imagine how she must have said it, right? Not, oh, well, I only have this and this, but are you crazy? It's a drought. I've got a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil and I'm going to make this last meal because we're going to die, my son and I, because it's a drought and a famine and there's nothing left. And so instead, Elijah says, oh, no, 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 don't be afraid. It'll be okay. Go ahead, go home, do what you're going to do, make the food and also make me some too and you will see that God will provide and you will not run out of flour and you will not run out of oil. And sure enough, that's what happened. In fact, the oil and the flour lasted throughout all the years of the drought. Elijah stayed with the woman. And at some point, her son became sick. In fact, he became very sick. And at one point, she went to see him and realized he was no longer breathing. She goes out to Elijah and she says, okay, you're a man of God. What? Have you come here um, to keep track of my sins and now my son is dying? And Elijah says, uh, no, bring, bring him to me. She lay, and she lays him out on a bed and he calls out to God and he says, oh God of Israel, it's your servant calling. This woman has been caring for me. Aren't you going to take care of her? I mean, don't let her son die. This isn't okay, God. And you can tell he's upset, right? He's, he's worried, he's concerned, he's doubting God. And he looks at the boy and he spreads out over the boy three times and he calls out to God, please God, let this boy live. And the boy lives. It's about the third year of the drought and God says to Elijah, it's time to go back to Ahab and tell him that I will bring water to the earth. And so Elijah leaves and he goes and on his way he runs into Obadiah. 
and Obadiah has been caring for the prophets of Israel. In fact, he's been hiding them because Jezebel has been killing the prophets of Israel. And so Obadiah has been um, hiding them, and he tells uh, Elijah about this, and Elijah goes to Ahab, and Ahab greets him with, okay, troubler, what do you got now? And Elijah says, I'm not the troubler. You're the one who is, is the troubler. You've brought in all of these other gods to this town, to this, this community who worships the one true God, and God is, is not happy about it. And he says, in fact, go and call all of the Israelites and tell them to meet me up on Mount Carmel and then get the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah and have them all meet me up on the mountain. And he does. So there's all these people up on the mountain and he says to them, I am one prophet, a prophet for God. And there's 450 prophets for Baal. Go and get two bulls. And the prophets of Baal, they will prepare the bull, they'll cut it up and put it on the wood, and I will do the same with the the bull that I have, and then we will both call onto our gods and ask God to bring fire onto the bull, to cook the bull, to offer the sacrifice. Well, the prophets of Baal, they go and they do just what Elijah has said, and it comes time to call upon Baal to rain down fire and they call out to him and rain, to rain down fire and nothing happens. And this goes on for a while and Elijah starts saying, well, maybe you're not yelling loud enough. Maybe you need to be louder. And he starts kind of taunting them. And finally, night falls and they still have no fire. Meanwhile, Elijah goes to where that altar was torn down, the altar to God. And he takes 12 stones to represent the tribes of Israel, and he builds a new altar. And he digs a pit, and he lays the wood in it, and he puts the bull in the pit, pieces of of the bull. And then he gets four jars of water, and he fills the water up. And he comes, and he pours the water over the fire. He does that three times, so it's now soaked, and there's water all around it. And then he calls upon God, and he says, God of of Abraham and Isaac, I am calling to you. Bring fire down on on this offering. Nothing happens. And he gets kind of nervous. And then he calls out again, and he says, God of Israel, show these people that you have not left them and the fire comes, and the offering is burnt, and the water around it all evaporates. It's licked up, the scriptures say, and the Israelites fall down, and they worship God. Well, Jezebel has heard what's happened, because along with the Israelites uh, worshiping God, the Baal prophets are now no more. And so she is angry, and she is after Elijah. And Elijah, he's just done. He's tired. He goes to the wilderness, and he calls out to God, and he says, God, I'm, I'm done. Just take me now. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm done. This is it. They're chasing me. Take me now. Don't let me live. And then he falls asleep, as we often do when we're depressed, And after a little while, an angel wakes him up and says, Elijah, get up and eat and drink. 
and there was cake, and there was a cake, bread cake, and water by his head, and he got up, and he ate and drank, and then he fell back asleep. And again, the angel wakes him up and says, come on, Elijah, you need to eat and drink. You have a big journey ahead of yourself. And so Elijah gets up, and he eats, and he drinks, and he gets ready to go. And he comes to God. And God says, Elijah, what's going on? And he says, I am tired. They, we have an altar to you, and they tear it down. They're killing all the prophets of Israel, and I'm just, I'm done. And God says, go on the mountain, and I'll meet you there. And so Elijah goes up to Mount Horeb, and he has been nourished by this food, and he is on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, and God, he just waits on God. And the rain comes, and God is not in the rain, and the wind comes, and God is not in the wind, and the fire comes, and God is not in the fire, and finally, in the silence, God meets Elijah. And once again, he says, What's going on, Elijah? And Elijah tells him they're tearing down the altars and they're killing the prophets. And God says, and now you need to go and anoint a new king. So Elijah goes. There's been a lot of fighting. King Ahab has died and it's time for a new king. And actually they decide on two kings, a king of Judah and a king of Israel. And King Ahazerah is the king of Israel. And this king has an accident, and he falls, and he falls down this lattice, and he's hurt severely, so much that he doesn't know if he's going to make it. And so he says to his men, go out and, and find the prophets of Baal, and ask them if, I will, if I'm going to survive this, if I will live. And so the men, they go out, there's 50 of them, and Elijah sees them and says, is there no God in Israel that you have to go out and look for this other God? What's going on? Of course he's going to die. He's not following God. So they go back and they tell King Ahab, and King Ahab is like, who is this guy? And what does he think he's saying? Go and get him and bring him to me. So the 50 men, they go, and they go to Elijah, and they say, man of God, come down and come and see the king. And Elijah says, well, if I'm a man of God, then bring fire on these people. And God does. And the people are gone. And King Ahab sends another 50 up, and the same thing happens. And then he sends another 50 up, and this time the captain says, wait, wait, Elijah, have mercy on us, please. Just come and talk to the king. So Elijah comes down, he talks to the king, and he says, you're going to die. You haven't followed God, you're going to die. Elijah at this point is older, He's taken on a student named Elisha, E-L-I-S-H-A, and together they are going on a walk. And Elijah tells him, my time is coming. Soon I will no longer be with you, which, of course, Elisha doesn't want to hear. And Elijah says, I'm going to go ahead to Bethel. You stay here. And Elisha says, no, I won't leave you. I'm going too. And they go to Bethel, and there there are some prophets of Israel who go to Elisha, and they say, you know that your teacher is going to leave you soon, right? And he says, I know, be quiet. And then they go and they move to another town and the same thing happens. You know that your teacher's going to leave you soon. I know, be quiet. Well, then they're going to the Jordan. And they are on the way. 
and they come to the Jordan, and there are prophets following behind them, 50 Israelite prophets following behind him. And um, Elijah gets to the Jordan, and he takes his mantle, and he rolls it up, and he strikes it against the water, and the water parts. And Elijah and Elijah walk through the Jordan River, and they get to the other side. And Elijah says to Elisha, what can I do for you before I leave? And Elisha says, give me a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah says, that's hard to do, but if you're faithful. And they go, and as they are walking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire come between them, separate them, and Elijah is taken up to heaven in a whirlwind, and Elisha is left. And so he picks up the mantle, and he goes to the Jordan, and he strikes the Jordan, and he walks through, and there are all those prophets, and they say, Elijah's spirit is with Elisha. And his story begins. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.